This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Welcome, movie lovers, to the Popcorn Talks Anatomy of a Movie, where today we're going to talk about tag. You're it. Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk. We talk movies. And now. Here's Popcorn Talk's Anatomy of a Movie. Hey, movie lovers, we're back again to talk about another summer movie. We're just we're just knocking them off. We're yeah, tagging we them off. Uh, and today is the summer comedy tag. Another another ensemble comedy. Yeah. Um, based around a based on a true story of 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 buds, friends who've grown up, but their way that they keep in touch. Is they take a month out of the year to get together and play tag. tag. So, uh, well, speaking of tag, you're it. My tag team partner in crime is Marissa Serafini. We've been doing this forever. Talking movies. Welcome. Hello, Dimitri. Hey there. It's us too. Once again. Awesome. I, you know, I enjoyed this film. It was fun. It, it, there was some action in it. There were some inappropriate jokes that were so <laughs> funny no matter who's watching it. Uh, and not once did I ever lose my attention. Yeah. Yeah. For, for me, it, it, it did raise above, you know, it, being a one joke movie, let's mm-hmm. just say. Uh, and I enjoyed it. I, I was in from the trailers. I was really looking forward to it. I liked the cast a lot. You know, um, and before I go more into my opinion, you should know. Well, number one, if you've joined, if you're joining us and you're already a fan, welcome back. If you're new to the program, you should be aware that we are very spoiler rich. We talk about these movies a week after release so that we can talk about spoilers and plot points. And we uh, we go into the assumption that you have seen the movie. That's the great way that we can go and dive deep and have discussion about the movie after seeing it. So if you haven't seen the movie and you don't want it spoiled, click out. Check back after you see the movie. We are here for forever, for posterity. So, uh, yeah, it's it, it, for perpetuity, posterity, all that fun stuff. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I enjoy this movie on the whole. I was looking forward to it. Uh, I liked its value of, of friendship. Mm-hmm. And uh, I liked the characters a lot. Uh, I did have one caveat that for me, it took away from the movie. And it really did take away... For me, for the value of, of friendship, which this, this movie was to be about. And it's in there. And and to me, it had... It used cancer as a crutch. Mm-hmm. And I didn't necessarily believe that that was... Uh, well, I didn't find it to be necessary for the movie. I didn't think... It, and it comes out of nowhere. It comes at the very last 10, ten minutes, minutes of the movie. <laughs> so it really comes sort of kind of out of nowhere. And it... For me, anyways, it took away from the bonding experience. It sort of forced them to become to 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 come together again because you do get a sense that they've 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 matured, they've gone their separate ways, um, and it almost seems harder and harder to get back together again. But I think the core value is when it comes back, 
Jerry Renner's character, I think, had the best line in the movie where he says, Jerry, Jerry, Jerry and he goes, you know what, guys? He goes, I, I, I fucked up. You guys should have been at my side at my wedding. That's literally the thought that I had because when we, because we're kind of skipping to the end of the film. Yeah, yeah. When we see the actual wedding reception and there's five random guys, I was like, right. how come it's not these guys sitting there in in the pews or in those chairs? Like, they should be up there with you. And they weren't. If you are, yeah. quote unquote, as close and best friends as you are, how come you have all these five guys that we've never seen before standing right next to you on your special day? Right. And I'm glad it was addressed, but to me, that's the core of the movie. The the, the friends really weren't even invited, no. you know, and, and it was sort of kind of like, well, I knew you were going to show up anyways, because I'm doing this in, in, in May. Mm-hmm. So that to me, again, I, I don't think it needed the crutch to have the emotional heart of bringing friends together and learning like, you know what, even after all these years playing this silly game, we're, we're still together. And we're still friends. So um, that was my only caveat. Everything else in this movie, I really enjoyed the the ensemble cast. I think they really worked well together. Um, there was really great chemistry. Uh, the women were given stuff. Isla Fisher, fun. come Isla on. Fisher is hysterical. Isla Fisher, how hysterical was she in this movie? You're a little too intense. Honey. Yeah. <laughs> She, she, yeah, like I think she had some of the best moments because when there was a running, uh, long running fun joke, that she'd be the one who gets the little la- ass yes. laugh of it. Yes, because of her intensity and her character. Where like they stopped it, where just at the moment where it's like okay, it's still appropriate. Then she took I mean, it she took it too far. Your competitive nature. But, even that taking it too far made it all the more fun. Yeah, I I really. She was a standout to me. She was hilarious. She, hilarious. The other standout to me, too, I have to say, is um, they got uh, uh, Hannibal. Bur- well, Hannibal Burris was actually well utilized in a movie. This is a funny guy. He's been in a lot of movies, but he has bit parts. He's here and there in a movie. He's, he's, usually, he's usually funny. And you're going, why is he not in this movie more? He was really well utilized as Kevin Sable. And I thought he, too, was very funny. His chemistry worked with the team as well. Uh, so it was good to see him have a meteor role and play more in an ensemble part uh, and, and deliver laughs with everybody else. So how about, you, how about you? Was there a standout cast-wise that you really enjoyed I, I mean, I really loved Isla Fisher because I wasn't, yeah. because just the the whole building up of her character when she she's the one who is actually like putting on on the joke that it's like, hey, I always just want to be a part of it. It's like, no, you can't be part of this game because you take it too far. So like, they already established early on that her character is super intense, right. super competitive. There's a reason why she's not in right. this game. And we just see every moment with every Joker. <laughs> she's, she's the one who actually wants to waterboard someone. She's yeah. the one who throws the weapon. <laughs> and we're like, and you're not expecting it from a woman. No. And uh. But also just her character played so well. So well. With, with uh, what is this, John Hamm. And, well, uh, John Hamm and... Um... Uh, uh, Ed Helms, Ed, Hogan. Ed Helms, yeah. and uh, with Hogan, 
Um, but like their the their dynamic together, they really balance each other out. I thought so. It's like he he's fun on a certain level, but he's also limited. She has no limits, and she sort of pushed him. You yeah. know, like you, you gotta be more competitive. Come on, right. and and even... she's the one who gets the bloody nose, and she's like, "Let's go." <laughs> and even though at the time, no women allowed in this game of tie, mm-hmm. um, she was as much a part of the game. As the guys were, oh, yeah. and you're right. I to me again, she really stood out. Uh, I'm so happy that she was given something to do, and and she was funny at doing it. I, I really appreciated that a lot. We're talking about cast. Uh, you you mentioned Ed Helms. To be quite honest, I think this was one of the better roles that Ed Helms has had uh, in Dance a hangover? while. Well, I mean. Yeah, I mean, he was really, I felt, well utilized. Outside of the, the, that, that one plot point I, I talked about earlier, I really think he was funny, believable, and you really did get the sense that, you know, I just want to get everybody back together. Mm-hmm. And he was really trying to keep it alive. And I felt that character's happiness when everybody was t- together to play tag. Yeah. I thought he did. I think this is his best movie in a while. I, I felt. I agree. I, mm. I like Ed Helms. See, I've only really seen him in comedy. Right. So, like, that's the only genre I've seen in him. So, it didn't really feel outside of his wheelhouse, mm-hmm. but also uh, a likable character. Mm-hmm. He's the one who wants to get his friends together. He's the one who gets it all started. And and I even like his progression of the character being from like it was all just fun and games to now it's serious to now like we were, we really went past our limit and right. messed up with this whole mis quote unquote miscarriage. Mm-hmm. So you can tell you saw his character arc in a way from fun to frustration to okay now he he's the one who wants to quit right. the game and call it ends and call it quits. So like even his character got an arc and I wasn't really expecting it. Yeah. Yeah, again, it was good to see him back in form. Um, I have to talk about John Hamm, too, because he plays, you know, he plays a very interesting character. He's a character that, on the outside, he's uh, he's got, like, this multi-million dollar company. There should be nothing fun about him. But the yeah. way that John Hamm plays him, there is fun behind him. And, and they, those two, uh, he and Angela Fisher had worked together of keeping up with the Joneses. Uh, so, um, but he has proven and he's showing he has good chops at being in comedies and that he really enjoys himself and that he gets along with the crew. I I really enjoyed watching John Hamm, uh, in, in this movie as well. And Jake Johnson, who comes from comedy, I mean, he was like the stoner loser dude here and he had some really funny parts. Let's be, he had some, he had some funny scenes. I really liked him too. I, you know, I thought that the chemistry, the casting of this movie, I felt was very smart um, mm-hmm. and, and uh, so important to this movie and working as opposed to if people weren't together, if they had no chemistry, this movie really wouldn't have worked because technically it is a one joke movie and they made it a little bit more than that. Right. And I agree because there are more men in this film and we've seen other films where it <clears> have like all generally alpha males together and they want to rip their heads off, <laughs> aka Avengers, and so and and I liked how they all seemingly feel felt like genuine friends. Yeah, um, yeah. They and like and that's the great thing about best friends is that no matter how long and 
you've been apart or how far you are away physically from each other. Whenever you see each other, it's like no time has passed right. at all. And it felt like that every time they went to go pick up the next friend. They're like, it's right back into the mm. action. There was no really questions about it. They're like, all right, let's go. Let's let's go to this wedding. Let's start this tag game. And it felt believable between all these guys. Yeah, so let me ask this uh, audience and the humorists, so, so do you think, because the sense that I got is, even when they said cut, they were... They hung out together. I think they had a really good time just hanging out well beyond their work hours. That's what I got. And I think that that came across on screen. Oh, yeah, definitely. And it's sometimes felt, and uh, let me know if I'm wrong, it sometimes felt that some lines felt improvised. Oh, I felt and, like, that too. The, the jokes felt improvised. Like they, they were actually joking along with each other. And But it felt natural. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I can't specifically go to a point where that was improvised, but that's what makes it really good. And that means that their chemistry together is having a good time. And I think when you're making a comedy, they should be having a good time. It shouldn't be difficult because then it makes us, it brings the audience into that movie that much more. It's when sometimes you're making a bad comedy and they seem to be having a far better time than I can be sitting in the theater watching them. But I really felt that their chemistry worked. Uh, Another aspect of the story that I liked, which is the framing device of this story, which is the Washington Post article. Mm -hmm. So I enjoyed, number one, (laughs) Ed Helms coming to... uh, So Hogan is getting the team back together. Uh, He goes to Bob, John Hamm's place... The place that he owns, this high tech right. company, is the, <laughs> the janitor, business. and John Hams always being... wanted to clean toilets. Always... <laughs> I'm so... like, sure you did, sure you did. <laughs> and John Ham or Bob is having a very serious interview with a Washington Post woman, who's like, there seems to be, mm, I don't know, something going on in that company that may not be right, and he seemed to have been a little bit evasive until he sees Hogan. And then the the game of tag starts. And then we have this woman, Rebecca Crosby, who plays the journalist, played by Annabelle Annabelle Wallace. Wallace, Who's, first of all, she's gorgeous. Mm -hmm. And I I like how she's becoming, she's getting bigger roles every single time you see her. Yeah, I agree. And I liked, she's the, you know, she's the fly on the wall. Mm-hmm. Here, yeah, she's in and every scene. If you in, think about it, right? She's but like she's right next to these guys, right? And I appreciate the fact that she is there for one interview, but when she realizes what's going on, she's like, "Wait a minute, you play tag? That's a far more interesting story. I'm mm-hmm. going to follow you guys. No, you're not. Yes, I am." <laughs> and she's along for the ride. And again, I just like the framing because that is how this story was made originally. Washington Post article inspired the writer-director. To, wow, what a, what a story. What a story mm-hmm. of friendship. And then it's this Washington Post that inspired this movie. Yeah. And they, I'm glad that they put this in there as the framework because the movie ends on the actual The actual article. group of friends. Yeah. You know what's I actually... Like that. I like it. There's authenticity there, and I like how there are actual friends out there in the world that does have something to keep them together. You know, it's funny when uh, also another show that we do here on Popcorn Talk Network, Ileana Douglas. Sure. She does an interview podcast show here um, called I Blame Dennis Hopper. Go check out that show. It's amazing. Um, but the funny thing is, and it's all totally irrelevant, 
Uh, hmm. She did a particular interview with a friend of hers, and she was mentioning her and her group of celebrity friends did this game of tag for years, mm. and they would think up of incredible different creative ways to tag each other. Sometimes it would be on set when they're actually filming in movies or television shows, and they'd go up to next to each other and actually tag while they're filming and right. like being professional. So, and that game went on for years and it was literally within the same week. I saw the trailer for this tag <laughs> and I just had the thought, I was like, is this based on Ileana's right. story? And then knowing that there's another group right. that played tag too, I was like, this must be a thing that people still keep this going no matter what age you are. Yeah. And I have to say too, it's, it's funny you bring that up because there was another aspect of the movie that I liked because it did bring up a nostalgia factor like you said, you were thinking about, like, you can think about your past, like what you played with your childhood friends. And I think the incredible crux of the story is that these childhood friends who grew up to be adults, had their various lives, they still continue to remain in touch. And I got back to thinking, going, geez, you know, who am I in touch with uh, childhood <laughs> friend wise? But I remember the games that I played. Whether it be tag or whether it be baseball, did a lot of Star Trek cosplay stuff, <laughs> too. But it, there was a bit of a nostalgia factor, which lent, I believe, to the heart of this movie. Did that did that strike you at all? Did it make you go back and go, hmm, I'm playing with my friends? Like, what, what did I play with my friends growing up? Not to make this sad, but no. Because <laughs> oh. I didn't play games that are like long-winded games like this long-lasting game such as tag or something that keeps me together with i don't talk to any of my childhood friends. i haven't either but it did At make all. me it did make me reminisce like so no board games or anything like not even a game of monopoly yeah nah. uh, no no wow Okay. Well, I have college friends that I still do things, but it's not games. It's sure. like whenever I get together with my college friends, we watch movies and yeah, TV. Yeah, yeah. But it's it's not like a long winded game such as Tag that covers decades. No, gotcha. No. Interesting. So like, I'm more jealous that I didn't have that. Well, okay. Well, there's a different aspect. There's a different emotion. I get that. So it was definitely one of the things that I uh, enjoyed, and knowing that this was a true story. Uh, it's it's fun considering everything that's going on in the world today, whatever that may be. It's nice to hear about these group of guys coming together, uh, to, every year. coming together every year, and not forgetting each one another uh, to to play of all things tag. So, um, but it's yeah. seemingly okay. harmless. But in this movie, it went places it shouldn't have. <laughs> yeah, so didn't Jeremy Renner learn <laughs> the hard way? The hard way. Oh my goodness. So, but one of one of the I'd have to say, and like, please tell me if you do agree with me. But the whole miscarriage mishap, the, I think that went too far for how far this game could go. Like, what crosses the boundaries? What like delineates the boundaries of what's okay and appropriate, and what's actually not funny? Yeah, it's um. It's interesting because that one incident, too, you're not alone. The characters in the movie sort of kind of felt the same way. It's like, what the hell? Oh, my God. Then that's done. We're not going to abide by their rules anymore. You can't do something like that. Right. What's the line us. of demarcation? Right, right. right. <laughs> right. Essentially. Because it, they had this rule book 
of all all the rules of what they could and couldn't do we've only saw like maybe one page one of the rules but everything else was seemingly unspoken between these guys and they just know what it is but the audience still needs to know what is their actual limitations of right. this game yeah and the other thing is too between jeremy renner and the woman who played his wife they played it so well that as the audience member we end up being duped too because like when jeremy renner says don't don't come near me i'll twist your head off with my you know yeah and like you believed them and they all felt really bad and as an audience member you're like ew ew the game is over right but <laughs> also when we find out that it was fake, fake but i think what makes it all the more worse is that the woman is in on it oh and she's, and she's gloating the, she's gloating but also you don't expect a woman to to fake a miscarriage either because yeah. that is such a and I know women who actually have personally gone through miscarriage. It's such a disheartening, heartbreaking oh event God. in a woman's life. Not just the men, but like for a woman, it's a terrible situation yeah. to go through. So to see an actual woman joke about it makes it all the more uh, disrespectful. Well, it just it was it was so. Like when they show up at the wedding and they realize and they slowly come to the realization that they were duped and they're pretty pissed off. And as an audience member, too, I was like going, ooh, that that really is low. And yeah. then for her to be gloating about it. And she was. That's, just she was. Okay. Uh, yeah, it wasn't sort of OK. So you got the anger of those guys when they said. And then when, um, yeah, um, when Ed Helms character says, that's it. Like, there are no rules. If you can go that low, there are no rules. Mm -hmm. um, you totally are on his side for that. Totally are on his side. So yeah. um, we were talking about the unexpected and, and filming these scenes. You know, we, we, we can't talk about this movie without talking about Jeremy Renner's character, whom the movie is. Jerry. Jerry, and, and who the movie He's it. He's he's. They've played tag. He's never been tagged. It is the goal of all the players the to get champ. him. The reigning champ forever since he was a kid. And what I found, um, well, he had a little bit of a mishap. And this is Mr. Avenger. This is Mr. Jeremy Renner, who we see as Hawkeye. He's great as a superhero. Arguably the most him. athletic out of all the five guys. Oh, Arguably, mm -hmm. not and, even arguably, yeah, like I mean, pretty obviously. Yeah, and and um, but a good actor, all in his own, and mm -hmm. and this is a guy that's been in born movies, Mission Impossible movies, yeah. and now it, I found it, I found it for him. I found it really great to see him in a comedy. I mean, um, the last movie uh, that I remember seeing him in, which was really good, a little bit dark, uh, the one where he played a tracker. Uh, and and uh, Native Indian, and 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 he's in this embroiled in this. It's very Norish. Um, right now, I can't think of the name, but it's if you have it'll it, come to us. Yeah, I'm looking it up right now. Um, I mean, but this is a guy that was in the town. Oh, Wind River, uh, Wind River. I, I, I so highly recommend Wind River. But this guy's been in movies like The Hurt Locker, The Town, Wind River. Even and Arrival, I, was, which was more dramatic. Right. So, and, you know, The Avengers, you argue, it's a comic book movie. It's a superhero movie. But I've never seen him in a comedy. And I, he works. He gets yeah. it. He was funny. And he did a really good job. And then to his athletic capabilities, uh, 
there was a stunt gone wrong that he did, and he ends up breaking both of his arms. Both of his arms. A lot of the movies filmed, he has casts <laughs> on his arms. That, to me, is crazy. And they still and were you able would never to. know. No. A little bit of digitalization over here and there. But also, and, if you think about it, he's always wearing a leather jacket, yes. too. And sometimes he was filmed from afar. But it mm-hmm. didn't stop him from doing the physical. Yeah. Which is great. What also I loved about just the development of Jerry's character, because, you know, they already established that he's never been... He's so good. But his... this is And this is where I feel the voiceover was actually used very well. Mm-hmm. We've talked about films where voiceovers <laughs> can, like, completely ruin them and too much narration. Get in the way but of this things. this was so well done. It was very uh, Guy Ritchie, Sherlock Holmes... Esque way of how they approached just how Jerry thinks of every step during the action. Right. I'm going to do this, then this, then this. This person's thinking this, this. He's already so just hearing his internal dialogue. The audience understands he's five steps ahead of every one of these guys, right. and that's how he can play this game for so long and so well. And I liked it. And even the internal dialogue was funny with everybody. Absolutely. Hazelnut coffee. Hazelnut coffee. What kind of bitch drinks <laughs> hazelnut coffee? I agree. Hazelnut is awful. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but that's my personal preference. I really felt, too, that the stunts were fun to watch. And to me, it elevated it from being that one joke movie. It, 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 it They upped the stakes. You know, it gets a little bit, you know, you get a little far when they're, when they're drawn into the woods. <laughs> And such, you know, it goes a little Ooh. far. It's like, how does he? Wait, he actually planned this out. <laughs> so um, too far. But ahead. but but it's still to me. It was it, it was funny. It's it, it's entertaining and it, and it delivered laughs. Which listen, I love a good comedy. And this year we've had some good ones. We've talked about blockers. It's was, been a good uh, year for original comedy. I think so. And it's been a good year for ensemble comedies. Mm-hmm. And maybe this is the way, maybe because of movies like The Hangover and Bridesmaids, you know. You know uh, friend dynamics work. Correct. And I think that the ensemble is working. uh, I think it it works. And when you get the right cast and a good, decent enough script to do it, to pull it off, you get a movie like Tag, which is very watchable. And, uh, yeah, I really appreciated it. So... And and also with the comedy, it was like with with the ensemble characters, but also this movie does have a lot of slapstick moments too. Oh, absolutely! Which you know, I'm a fan of the slapsticks. So even like all the all the physical things that were awful in the forest, but also brilliant to watch. When Chili got hit by a log, log, I was like, no way could a regular man survive that. You're not waking up from that. I was that. like, you're dead. <laughs> that log would have crushed your sternum, collapsed both of your lungs, and you'd be dying out of suffocation. Well, and don't forget, Chili but also fell funny. off a balcony into right. an air conditioner. And, but, like, even throwing donuts at someone and using donuts as a weapon, something as nefarious as a donut could be. It's more innocuous type of object, but using that in a very hysterical way. You're, it's, there's a lot of physical humor to this. Absolutely, and filming the donut scene in slow motion so that when the donut <laughs> hits the face, ooh, and the powder puffs up. <laughs> and he's just like... like like a frisbee, mm-hmm. like a mini frisbee. He was throwing them like a martial yeah. art. It, he's like he used the donut like a, a flying star. You know? Yeah, yeah, and oh, that scene in the cafeteria 
was very funny. Brilliant. Too. Um, and the stunt work was very, it was just really well done. So, so basically the film, you know, since we're talking about this, the film was shot during the summer in and around Atlanta. What isn't being shot in and around Atlanta these days? Um, so they had, uh, Larry Blanford was the, uh, cinematographer. He's been around for a little bit, this guy, and he's done a lot of comedies and he also came up in the world of shooting giant action sequences. So action and comedy do go together really well when they're filmed well. I mean, it's part of it's part of two what makes really good action movies is bringing in some humor. They don't it could be an action movie, but it can make you laugh too. Mm-hmm. You know, Die Hard has some humorous moments. The Lethal Weapon movies have comedy pepper salt and pepper throughout you know this is a movie that sort of well it it takes comedy introduces action and then it becomes the physical comedy i like that the scene in the mall the scene in the mall with (laughs) a rocker with with a walker the thing that That like literally makes you feel like you're not a quote because you don't have to be able to be used walker but it's usually paired up with old age and senility and and lack of physical ability, but even he used that as a weapon. Oh, it was it was dressing just, up as a an old woman. It, it was hysterical. Beca- and again, we know Jeremy Renner plays Hawkeye, so we know he as a superhero he's very nimble. Mm-hmm. But it's as if he's taken all of his experience, whether it be working with Tom Cruise or working with the Avengers, and he used them here. We see him out of these other places, but using this physicalness to make people laugh. And it worked. It mm-hmm. worked. And he has intelligence from Mission Impossible, and he has the physicality from Avengers. He puts it into this movie. Right. So um, when you have a good stunt coordinator, uh, Eric Linden, and then you're working with trying to make stunts that are comedy. And again, it goes back to the silent age of comedy. You know, Buster Keaton and mm-hmm. such. They, they were <laughs> stunt people yeah. in a sense, right? And they're doing this, what's dangerous, but it's physical and it's comedy. You laugh at what they do. I'm glad that those tropes today can still be used where stunt work can be used uh, for comedic effect. But you can turn it, and if you're making an action movie, it looks great as an action scene. And just a little bit of uh, tweaking here and there, it's a great physical comedy scene. Right. I think one of the best physical stunt people who mixes action together uh, of our day in like of this generation, definitely Jackie Chan. Oh, sure. Perfect example. I mean, he's of a great example. Action together. Oh, absolutely. Abs- absolutely. He's brilliant. Yeah. And, and that's. Is a claim to fame. Yeah. Um, so in in doing that, and the we were talking earlier today about physical comedy. It's tough today. Um, do audiences want to pay attention to physical comedy? You know, in a movie, tag relies on physical comedy and elevating the one joke into sequences or set pieces that are comedic because they're so outlandish. Mm-hmm. You know, jumping over tables, making it look like a Puron action sequence, but he's not dodging bullets. He's dodging donuts <laughs> or getting coffee thrown into your face. That's still the funny because that's also the, the hazelnut 
coffee right. is in the trailer. And that's the moment that made me laugh out loud. I was like, yes, I have to see this movie. Yes. And it still makes you laugh. That's another good sign, too. When you've seen the trailer enough times, sometimes you get tired of seeing the trailer. But that one scene that's in the trailer, if it still can affect you while you're watching the movie and you mm-hmm. still find it funny, the movie's working to an extent. Yeah. You know? And also, it works <clears throat> in the movie because this is the first time these guys are actually practically really right. close to actually catching Jerry. Right. They locked him in. They thought of... They were ahead five steps before Jerry and Jerry, and they got him trapped in right. a room. Like this was like the moment where they were the closest to actually right. succeeding. Yep, and, and I think where the I think the movie too does a good balance of that cartoonish fantasy action, and yet it's still grounded in this reality because it is today's world. And then you throw in a little dash of nostalgia. So I think that's where a lot of this movie really, really works. uh, And it does it very, very well. Mm -hmm. So, um, and again, just from a story standpoint, you know, it just, the end comes out of sort of kind of nowhere. But the key part to that movie is, I rescind the rule, women are allowed to play. (laughs) You're it. I don't want to be it. (laughs) You're you're it. You know, um, but yeah, go ahead. Oh, but I would have to ask like just another storyline that kind of I felt didn't really go anywhere. What's that? And was Rashida Jones' character, mm. Cheryl, coming being being the woman, of course, when your friends at such a young age, of course, you go through puberty together. So there's always a love triangle somewhere. And Cheryl was that person. Is she the Yoko of the group? <laughs> She's the Yoko, and she was. And with I love that. Chili. And like, I love Rashida Jones. She's amazing. I love her in everything that she does. She's awesome. Um, but I was kind of more upset that this storyline didn't really go anywhere. It. We were kind of left that she she chose Chili, Chili. Mm-hmm. but it ended there. Did yeah. are they gonna go on a date? Are they now back on together? It just it felt like it wasn't fully fleshed out. And it didn't have an an ending to the story. Yeah, I mean I, I felt that Chili's character was the the right choice because John Hamm uh, no offense Jake Johnson, you're you're a funny guy, good actor, good look, but John Hamm especially too in the movie, he's made to be more handsome and mm-hmm. he, he has a job. He has a company like he's successful. where Chili is down in the dumps and I get it. Divorce, um, trying to cope with that. Oh my God. Brian Dennehy, his dad in the movie was All a right. cameo. Uh, well, welcome back. Brian Getting Dennehy with his son. With his son. I, I, no, sorry, Mr. Dennehy. I, didn't think you were with us anymore. Seeing you in this movie, I was like, oh my God, that's Brian Dennehy. So great. He was so funny getting high with his son. But going back to Chili's character, he was really down in the dumps there. So giving him the relationship I was fine with because maybe it gives that character some inspiration to go out, get a job, be better. Get like a win her. in life. Get a at win. Least, at least he gets the girl. And I liked how Bob, John Hamm's character, says, yeah. you know what? Go for it. You know, because I yeah. was sort of kind of looking that that Bob was maybe going to be with the Washington Post <laughs> <laughs> journalist. He was doing okay for himself. Yeah, with uh, Rebecca Crosby. But but, yeah. but you're right. I, I agree with you. It just kind of ended. 
Mm-hmm. And and that's why I feel like we, it didn't really have an ending because we saw her go like talk to Chili, but then that was it. Yeah, I do want to talk about one cameo in the movie that I really thought was utilized very well. She was hysterical. Nora Dunn is Linda Malloy, the mom, and she was hitting on Chili. Yeah, it was yeah, Chili. Yeah, was oh my god, she was. She too was really funny. And she was giving something to do. And, you know, Nora Dunn, is, she's had a history in comedy, sat in SNL and such. Still funny. Still funny. It was good to see her. And she had, like you said, they had these little surprise moments that were actually funny in this movie that, that was unexpected. Um, and mm-hmm. that's, you know, it's it, this summer we need a good, and this is a good rated R comedy. It never really crossed outside of, and I agree with you, Outside of the miscarriage, but the raunch never really got hyper raunchy. Right. I get raunchy enough. I think one of the first raunchiest jokes was uh, probably the bear. The bear. Um, <laughs> the, the teddy bear. He's like, I'm going to yeah. do awful things to your teddy bear <laughs> in your own bedroom. I'm like, oh, oh no, <laughs> please do not show that. And I'm glad they did. <laughs> but that's also the, the good building up of a joke. And the audience's imagination running wild with yes. it. I was like, yeah, that was a good use of how dirty and, and how far the their jokes could it be. It went off, too, to show Jeremy Renner's comedic chops. Mm-hmm. Like, he he carried it off. He was, it looked like he was having fun doing it. And and again, it's I, I like when you see a person in a comedy that you don't necessarily expect to be in a comedy. And when they're able to pull it off, um, I, that to me is that's good acting, and it makes me like that actor that much more. Uh, and I think it does help when you are in a in, in an ensemble with people who are familiar with comedy. Hannibal Burris is a comedian. Uh, you've got Jake Johnson, who's been in New Girl. He's he's been in comedies mm-hmm. a lot. So John Hamm can do comedy. Uh, so so these people they were well put together. Uh, kudos to the casting crew. Uh, for for getting these folks together, okay. Um, and it's and it's and for me, it's it's really good to have comedies out there. Um, we can talk a little bit about box especially office. in the midst of summer. Oh yeah, in the midst of tentpole movies. Absolutely. So box office. I mean, it, it opened up on June. Nine. We're looking at June 9th. So, and or actually release date June fifteenth. June fifteenth. June fifteenth. I was a week before that, <laughs> even even off. But domestically, it's it's made about fifteen fifteen it, million. Yeah, opening weekend it came at number three, um, which is okay. It's done thus far twenty two million. Um, you know, I know it got a B plus in Cinema Score, which isn't bad. Uh, you know, I think B plus for a comedy, comedy is good. Yeah, sure, it's rated R comedy. I think it's really good. Um, I wish he had done. I wish it had done a little more, only because it is summer, and summer comedies used to rain uh, in the day. And and this one's not, but it's by far not a bad comedy. But I guess it must be. It's tough when you are surrounded by <clears throat> the tent poles. This of is the, week. the counter programming to Incredibles too. Um, more families were seeing that one. Than, oh, absolutely. Than the men seeing this movie. Yeah, absolutely. And and I don't know what it was that didn't drive people to go see it. 
Uh, I remember I saw it on preview night Thursday night. My theater wasn't overly crowded, um, but it was definitely delivering laughs. The the audience I was with liked it. Right. How about you? And I mean, if you think about it, for all these five guys, only maybe John Hamm and Jeremy Renner can hold a movie on their own. As actors, and this is an ensemble piece, if you think about the other guys, like they can't sell a movie by themselves. Right. It's like John Hamm and Jeremy Renner are arguably the, the biggest actors out of these two. Mm-hmm. So it's not like people are going for the ensemble aspect. Right. They're just going for the comedy. Yeah, and let's face it, too. Like Jeff Tomsick, uh is the director, and it's his, it's his like directorial debut um motion picture i thought he did a good job yeah right dude i i I thought he did a really good job all things considered with his cast and crew he got him to deliver um i felt what did you think about the pacing i thought it was fun not once to lose my intention uh i I liked how it didn't become a road trip movie when we when we were picking up all the guys we went from city to city to city situation right. to the next situation and then once we got to the the wedding weekend it was like anything within these windows and then i like that they actually gave them themselves an actual time window is like this has to happen now right this this and this and you can see like care moments of their characters and their younger selves and their inner child coming out mm-hmm. especially with the walkie-talkies right. do you have the all the exits you know, closed off and stuff. Like, you can tell that there was some aspect of these characters where their inner child was at play compared to these adults. So it was fun to watch. It was fun to watch. Um, I also also like the guy that played the bartender. (laughs) Like, he was funny. He was so desperate to be in that group. (laughs) He wanted to desperately be in the group, and they're like, no, no. Um, So that was, like, another little tidbit in this movie that I enjoyed. Um, So... Listen, I don't know what else we can talk about here and tag. Uh, well, we should tag our audience for sure. Yeah. Uh, Marissa, why don't you, uh, uh, well, give th- final thoughts and tag them with your socials. Yeah. And how they I can think this, this movie has a good rewatchability factor for a comedy. Uh, I would probably rewatch this film. Mm-hmm. I think the, the females had good roles in this um, compared to the five guys that we watched throughout, but they had g- good moments in this movie, um, which also makes them give uh, some spotlight and some love. Mm-hmm. Uh, well-balanced with humor, physicality, and just intelligent wit. Mm-hmm. I like that. Uh, overall, I actually enjoyed it. Yeah. I wasn't really expecting much, but I, really? got, I got a lot of laughs out yeah. of this one. Yeah, I feel the same. I think it's a really good... It, it delivers laughs uh, during the summer. Uh, we need good comedies. Uh, I felt... I wish that it stayed more on the friendship crux. Uh, uh, not having to use a sickness or a disease to really rein everybody in. Because I, I felt that the main theme was friendship. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, and, and again, it's a great arc where, where Jerry's character says, you guys should have been, I messed up. And I really, I like that too, because a man who was so self-confident in himself and not being tagged mm-hmm. when somebody like that can say, I messed up, you guys are, you guys are my friends. That to me right there, that's what this movie is all about. Um, so I wish it had more of that, but it, it delivers laughs. I had a great time. I had a very good time watching this movie. It was fun, and it delivered laughs. So 
where can people follow you on the Twitter or the Instagram or wherever you yeah. want to share with us? Everyone can follow me everywhere at <clears throat> Serafini TV. And where else can they find you on the Popcorn Talk Network or or After Buzz? Where else can people like follow you and watch you? Yeah, and... you can follow all of us here: Twitter, Facebook, Instagram at Movie Anatomy. At the Popcorn Talk, I also produce another Popcorn Talk show called On the Fly Filmmaking. We interview a lot of uh, above-the-line talent directors, writers, producers who actually give their life experience and their successful careers within the industry and mm-hmm. tell you amazing film knowledge Great. that people should know of. Yeah, and for me, I'm just on the old Twitters, so at DMovies1701. You can follow me there. I'm also uh, been a uh, a guest host uh, for, for the time being on Meet the Movie Press, uh, which is also on the Popcorn Talk Network. Have a great time talking movies here. Always have a great time talking movies with the crew here. Phil, you know, we'll welcome you back. But uh, I love the tag. He's team. running away from us. He's running away. He knows he's going to be it. Yeah, he's he's always it. He's <laughs> he's the it guy. But. You and I are a great tag team. I always enjoy talking movies with you and your perspective. You folks, please add your perspective to the discussion. Join us on YouTube or iTunes. Put your comments down. Tell us what you think of the movie. What are you looking forward to this summer? We've got so much more to discuss this summer. Jurassic World, Mission Impossible. So, so many more movies. So little time. But we'll be there. Yeah, and we covered a lot of good comedies in the past. Oh my god! Too. Yeah, so. check out Blockers. Really fun comedy, right there. Yeah, so. Check out Game Night. Yeah, all oh, right. I just rewatched it. Awesome. <laughs> so, all right, folks. Well, enjoy the, your weekend. Have a good time. See you at the movies. Thanks for watching. From producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire Popcorn Talk Network, we would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit popcorntalk.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of its owners or principal.